Welcome to the No Negations Podcast. We are a faith-based podcast that connects real-world situations and thoughts to scripture to strengthen you. On this episode, we discuss what it means to be spiritually fed, dealing with temptations, and properly utilizing your platform given to you by God. Let's dive into it. Now get sunshine on a cloudy day. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> now keep going. Nice keep going. Go ahead. It's cold outside. I got the month of May. Boom, 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 boom. I got this. I got this. Stop. Stop. Y'all mess me up. Y'all, why y'all make me. <laughs> why y'all trying to make me look bad? Y'all mess me up. Y'all sound all good and stuff. And then you... <laughs> uh... Oh. You were recording that? I recorded that. Oh, not Ayla. <laughs> record Ayla at all. Alright, so, uh. We're back now. We got Ayla back on the boards now. They're done hating on my singers. They, you, y'all met, y'all set me up. <laughs> uh, y'all set me up. Talking about flat. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the No Negations Podcast. Daryl D. Sullins Jr. is here. Ayla Sullins. And DS Ninja is in the house. <laughs> I can't. This is going to be a long one. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a long one. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe y'all did me like that. <laughs> what do you like, mean? What? You, said, you said I got this. You said I got this. I got this. <laughs> no, but I wasn't. See, I didn't get to do my exercises. I didn't get to. Y'all. That's irritating. Yeah, whatever. But anyway. Um, this is a. I don't even know how to start this, to be honest with you. Um, one thing I do every week, right, and and I've been I've been actually doing good at this too, is reading the Bible, <laughs> reading the and not only reading the Bible, but uh, reading you know other journals, other articles, and stuff like that. But been more reading, been more of a student, and trying to figure out what God is trying to say to me. And um, we were it's actually coincidental that we were, we were having our weekly meeting. And DS Ninja over here, he was he asked the question, "How are you being spiritually fed?" And I was like, "Yo, that might be a dope topic." So, mm-hmm. yeah, how are you being spiritually fed? And me, I look at um, well, reading the Bible, obviously. But is that enough? Can you just because I read the Bible, is it okay for me to say that? Oh, Daryl Sullivan's Jr. is spiritually fed. I don't. I don't necessarily think so. Um, I think that there are lots of like people that study the word and still <clears throat> don't like let the spirit in, I guess, or pray to God or have a relationship with God. You can still read it as a book mm-hmm. and not want a relationship. So I would say you would not be spiritually fed because you have to have a relationship to have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So. Well... I- let me ask this. If you've fed yourself spiritually as much as you fed yourself physically, how would you grow? <laughs> or would you be fat? Wait, say that again? If you fed yourself spiritually, 
just as much as you fed, fed yourself physically, how fat would you be? That's interesting <clears throat> because I only eat to survive, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know if well, that would be just, enough. Just think, think about how you eat through the day. Mm-hmm. If you fed yourself spiritually like that, would you Oh, grow? I see what you're saying. So like every time you had dinner or every time you had put something you, in your body. You, you ate something. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, that's interesting. Is that stuff something that people do? I don't know. Let's talk about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well... well Let's move this this episode in from from the other people to us. Okay. Okay. No, I am not. If that's the case, if if uh, being spiritually fed means that, no, I'm probably not. I think it would depend. Like, if you're just talking about reading the word, then no, I don't read the word. Like, however many times I eat a day. However, I do pray throughout the day like all the time so how good is your prayer if you're not being fed spiritually through the word well i am being fed spiritually through the word just not like i'm not reading the word like throughout every if we're comparing it to how much i'm eating like Mm -hmm. i'm not necessarily in the word that many different times throughout the day but i do read the word every day okay now think about how how you eat of how I eat. Um, it's moving beyond just reading to studying, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to understand what the written word is telling each one of us individually, because it tells, move us in, in different manners, in different ways at different times. And so the deeper we get, and that's why in the word it says, study to show yourself approved, rightly dividing the word of God. And so, so how would you know? How would someone know if they're not spiritually? Like, I don't know if it's, is the phrase spiritually sound. Is that what? How would someone know that they're not spiritually sound? They're not read up. How would someone know? That's an excellent question. Thanks. Because <laughs> I think back <clears throat> in in the tough times um, when we had death in the family, mm-hmm. um, like naturally when. A, took your grandma off of life support Mm -hmm. how i got through that it just wasn't with prayer because prayer is me talking to god Mm -hmm. i needed god to talk to me Mm -hmm. and so by reading the word and then as i'm reading it going deep in the word to find out what was going on at the time when we were reading it uh what was he, who was he talking to in what manner? Because sometimes he give parable and he talks about the wheat and the tares and things like that. He's using that because he's talking to people that's farmers and stuff. So he mm-hmm. gave stories. He told stories that related to the word of God or the principle he's trying to get pat, get, get them to understand. Mm-hmm. And so when you have in trouble, when you have death, when you have joy, uh, when you're confused, you need understanding. When um, enemies are attacking you, people are attacking you verbally, you know, how do you handle that? And that's where you get deeper into the word. And that's where the word, God starts speaking to you. Um, I was reading um, in Psalms, it says, uh, you know, God is a refuge and strength. You know, and he's our present help in, in Psalms 46. 
And so when you're going through something, and when I when I read that stuff, because some some verses just jump out at me. <clears throat> and so when I'm going through that, I remember those and know that he's my present help. He's my strength. And that's how, you know, you start using the word, connecting it to your lifestyle when you're going through some things. Um, with that being said, I have a question for you, Dad. So that sounds good and all for now, but back when... Grandma Silence passed away. Would you say you were spiritually sound or you were spiritually read up back then? Yeah, I'm not where I'm at now, but yeah. yeah. So how did you deal with stresses before you were spiritually like fed and before you had an understanding of God's strength and God's love? And then how how did you react? How did you think? Like how did all that go when you're when you weren't in the word? Ticked off. Um, because I was being fed by what I saw on television. I was being fed by society. I've, I've seen the, my family members who didn't have a relationship with God, how they handle things. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I thought you should handle them. Mm -hmm. I was mimicking what I saw. Yeah. But that wasn't in line with the word of God. But I was studying the word when your mom, your grandma passed away. And, and I went into the word. Um, but I noticed at that time when I was going through that, I was not eating. And because your mom would ask me, um, was I hungry? And I, and I would say no. Mm -hmm. And every time she asked me, you know, a period, you know, during the day, I would say no. And finally, she just fixed the plate of food and just set it in front of me. And I started eating. Mm -hmm. But that's how I was handling that. Um, like when David, um, his son was dying because his, his son with Bathsheba, mm -hmm. he wasn't eating. He didn't eat. And then once the son died, that's when he started grooming himself, cleaned himself, and started eating. eating. I feel like that messes with your stress level. Like, being in that situation and then not really having anything to lean on. Like Are you talking really... about people that don't have Christ? Ooh. Yeah, I'm just... I'm, I'm not I'm... very... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, talk I'm even, even deeper. I'm talking about him specifically. You know, mm -hmm. the fact where you get to the point where you're like, you know what, I, I can't eat, I won't eat. I feel like from a mental standpoint... You are like at the bottom, close to it. Mm -hmm. And for me, the way I even listening to that story, just seeing the difference between because I've only known you from this half of life, you know, when situations happen, when uh, bad things happen or whatever is not the same. It's almost like I understand. It's almost like for you, dad, I'm talking about you is just for me watching. It's almost like, OK, I understand that these things are happening, mm -hmm. but I know that there's a bigger picture to it. Versus, oh, this is terrible. All these people are doing this and that. I'm not going to eat. Even then, even like he had God in that moment that helped get you through. But even then looking back on past, like in your past and how you dealt with things and like past traumas and like how, how they affect how you react. How did you get past that anger or the bitterness that you said you had before and mm -hmm. how you reacted because of your family and the only thing that was in front of you to see like how did you get past that once you were in your walk as well well i i study with a group of guys and and we're accountable to each other and that's why fellowship is so important you can't do it on your own or you shouldn't try to do it on your own mm -hmm. that's what the church is is about and having these guys that we study every tuesday together for the almost 20 years uh, studying together um, 
rightly dividing the word. And and indeed, you you've been in that men's Bible study. You just don't come and just throw things out there and without it being checked by the Ooh, word. Boy, they tell you up. You know, because we digging <laughs> deeper. We want to know what God is actually saying and how does that apply to us. Um, before, I would just read the Bible like a book mm -hmm. and say, I read, but I didn't understand what he was telling me. And even the stories in there and the principles and the examples that he gives us, he gives us uh, for us to do something with. Mm -hmm. instead of just reading them so we we call that well we i'm talking about like my family and my mom's ministry we call that like a transition from 2d to 3d mm -hmm. like just reading it just because and then reading it to know and to get to know god and and so you study all the words i remember in the summer it was my first time actually doing that um this past summer and i daryl was there but i was reading genesis and I was reading the same thing over and over again. I was like, why does this have an S on it? And mm -hmm. I just focused on why that specific word had an S on it. Mm -hmm. and I was like, he's saying it differently here than he did three sentences before that. And mm -hmm. so then I went and cross-referenced with another place in the Bible. And mm -hmm. like, it's definitely different. What made you reading. get to that point of reading for more of knowledge versus, or reading for more of understanding versus just reading for knowledge, if that makes sense? Well, I got to that point because I felt I had stalled my faith walk. I felt like I was like, oh, what's next? Like, mm -hmm. I was like, what, what is next? And I didn't feel close enough to God. Yeah. And I wanted to be closer. I wanted to keep seeking him in other ways. Also, I had some weird things going on that I had questions about, and I wanted to figure out, like, who God is and why these things would be happening to me. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's just wanting to know him is what should push you to look farther into the scriptures. Yeah. Why? What made you want to know God more? Like in that specific instance or whatever, wherever you were at, what made you want to know God more? Um, some examples around me. Mm -hmm. There were some examples around me like my mom and and some people in her ministry and uh, people i grew up looking at that look so sure in themselves and look so sure of god and had started applying these aspects of them the life about like well, i'm talking about being obedient mm -hmm. to the um what the word calls of us um and i just saw an example of how close you could be and i understood that i wasn't there yeah that's kind of similar to me so, like, I grew up, like, in the church and stuff. But, and it's actually funny because one of the, the verses we have down is First Timothy chapter 4, um, 12 through 16. Mm -hmm. And in a part of that, it talks about being an example, you know, through your speech, through your conduct, through your love and your faith. Um, just to be an example. Um, I remember I had went home, went home after college. I was in school and I went home for a, for a church service. And Pastor Maiden... Um, was up there on stage, and he asked the question, if you if you ask the people that are around you the most, if you were a follower of Christ, not a believer in Christ, but if you was a follower of Christ, what would they say? And I honestly, I couldn't sit there and be like, yeah, I could, you know, I yeah, they, I think my friends would say, like, I couldn't honestly say that. And so going back to this First Timothy chapter 4, 12 through 16, where it's talking about being an example for believers in speech, conduct, love, and and whatever, 
that was my like I was like oh yeah this is not that's not it so that's when I like the switch kind of flicked and we had a conversation one time and you was talking about like where you were at <clears throat> spiritually and where you was trying to go but truthfully I was kind of <clears throat> there too you know so then we decided to have a bible study and then when you start reading the scriptures to, to understand what God wants of you what God is trying to teach you you is it hits differently mm-hmm. and so a question I have for you guys is as because I was labeled as all as some type of influencer um, um yeah do you think as in our positions we have a stricter role yeah but it, the Bible also talks about that role um not necessarily it's kind of talking about the elders of the church it talks about being a preacher but I would say that this podcast would kind of fall under like teacher sometimes right like evangelist yeah evangelist teacher Mm -hmm. all of those things and when you're given those roles it's important for us to be that example Mm -hmm. so we kind of have to take that seriously right yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm just uh, the camera just threw me off (laughs) but yeah I, i but what i think is interesting too um, just going off your point is that um, we constantly say that we are blessed. God has put us in these different positions. God has told us this. God has told us that. But we don't utilize our roles for that sometimes. You know, and it doesn't, it's not one of those things where you have to, every word that come out of your mouth, you got to be like, oh, God said this, God said that, blah, 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 blah. No, it's just. You, I feel like as sometimes as influencers, we don't give God the credit when credit is due. So like we, you know, hit a new milestone. We're like, oh, celebrate, but we don't give God the credit. Or even in our platforms, we don't ever give God a credit. So for me personally, I'm thinking like, okay, so I'm in these different positions because of God, but what I'm doing isn't of God. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not giving God the credit. Are you What you're really doing, is that really pleasing God? Is God really blessing you through that situation? And I feel like bless blessing is a blessings is a tricky convert or a tricky discussion. I think it's for an me. overused word. Blessed. Yeah. Well, maybe not the word I suppose, but the way the word as we know it, <coughs> and then people may may use it anytime something good happens to them, but they never use it when something bad happens to them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when some well, I'm objectively bad as in they didn't want that, not necessarily. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> mm-hmm. it was actually bad for them. But sometimes those things are what's best for us. And that, that is a blessing as well. Well, <clears throat> I was reading it in Psalms 48. And, and it's, it was really deep. and I, I, Because I'm studying the book of Psalms. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm up to chapter 48 now. And in and, and that chapter, something really jumped out at me. And when this stuff happens, you know, I start doing word studies. And then I look at the Hebrew and, you know. Yeah. And, and start digging deeper in, in, in that <clears throat> in verse 12 and 13 it says walk about Zion go about her count her towers consider well her ramparts view her citadels that you may tell of them to the next generation and so I read that and I read it over again and I said what does that mean and how does that apply to me mm-hmm. and so in digging in that <clears throat> what I learned was after an enemy army attack unsuccessfully 
the Israelites, the, the uh, Jerusalem, the people had to tour the city to uh, inspect the defenses, you know. And and so after, if you see some of the old shows, uh, like if you watch Star Trek or any shows like yeah. that, and they're attacked, after the attack is over. They go through. They said, uh, give me an update on the ship. Or give uh, us an update. See how much damage it is. And, you know, and the children of Israel did that, and they praised God for for protecting them. Mm-hmm. And so, and out of that, and 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 I, what I got out of that, in times in my life, when it's great joy, or after God had brought me through a trial, a mm-hmm. great trial or something, I ought to inspect my defenses to see how I held up, and praise God because He protected me. And so. Um, I had to check my foundation and my faith in God, my knowledge in his word, his fellowship, my prayers, and remain strong. And then I should praise God after doing that. So after we come out of a trial, we got to check ourselves and praise God for getting us through it. But then Even we, in the trial, there's scripture that says praise him yeah. while in the trial because he's not doing it for no reason. Right, right, but you have to connect that. Because a lot of times when we go through something, we don't connect God is bringing us through until mm-hmm. afterwards. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I went through with your grandma, mm-hmm. I had to check myself and see my weak spots. Because if you don't strengthen your weak spot, if you have a, a ship and it was hit and you got through it, if you don't check that hole or plug it up. It's going to get bigger. That's your weak spot. So you have to strengthen the weak spot. Mm-hmm. So. After a trial, we have to strengthen and look at our weak spots when coming out of those trials. That is so funny because I, I would say I was going through a trial the last, well, not this past month, but probably like for two or three months before that. And I came out of it knowing, though, my weak spot. And then mm-hmm. I started and have been for the last like month or so really zoning in on that weak spot. Um, and like I've been journaling about it. I've been self-reflecting on mm-hmm. those areas that, that weak spot affects and it does make the difference. I mean, that's when you start seeing the changes and you start noticing those things in yourself. You have to be reflective on yourself and apply the the biblical principles to get better and mm-hmm. keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. So how do you find the weak spot? So, yeah, how do you find... Because we're saying, like, I, I understand what you mean, but in all situations, it may not be easy to find a weak spot like for you with, with your with grandma passing away or either with you and your situation a couple of months ago <clears throat> how do you find the weak spot like and what are the steps to finding a weak spot well which whatever you went through mm-hmm. just think about a time a time where it was tough you failed you acted out on it you didn't handle it the right way it caused an argument it caused a fight i handle it caused people i handle everything perfectly so that's your weak spot right there <laughs> humility <laughs> <laughs> but think about this when you're going through something god shows you your weak spot mm-hmm. and he he wants you to strengthen it why to prepare you for the next one right yeah that's what i i was talking about this is so funny this is just reflective of like my whole last two weeks he <laughs> <laughs> But I was having a conversation with my mom about it, like mm-hmm. just taking those reflections and like moving forward. And, and I've been doing self-reflections like every single day. 
and just realizing more and more about myself that needs to be fixed but that requires you to be humbled and that's what those trials are right like the testing periods you're humbled in that moment Mm -hmm. and so when i was going through that trial it was a testing of my faith and my faith was my weak spot right i thought that i was okay Mm -hmm. i was very comfortable in my faith at that point right i was like oh like i'm very like i'm full of it right Mm -hmm. and then i gave in to fear for like two or three months just like gave into it Mm -hmm. and so at the end of it i was like going through scriptures like the one on your chest you know like i need to replace my fear with faith Hmm. yeah and start walking in that so what i did is i've been practicing walking in faith Mm -hmm. like i'll be questioning something and then i'll go to a scripture Mm -hmm. or i'll look up a a scripture for it and just repeat that to myself Mm -hmm. and it's been working yeah like it's been working just seeking god in those ways because he showed me my weak spot if i didn't go through that trial i wouldn't have known that my faith needed to improve so with that being said i have a question um do you guys ever worry worry that you have the wrong self-reflection of yourself like say you do a status report you examine the situation and you know the situation that god got you through and you're looking over and you have the wrong self-reflection do you ever worry about that how do you really have the wrong self-reflection like what do you mean by that actually like you think you found the something that you think you found a weak point in yourself but it's really not you know, and then you start acting on something that you think is a weak point, but it's really not a weak point. Well, if it's supposed to be a positive attribute, does it really matter? What do you mean? Like, if it's something that you're supposed to work on anyways, like, let's say, like, you know, the the Bible tells us to be gentle with our tongue, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was my weak point, and I analyzed that, and I'm like, I need to work on that, right? Is it bad for me to work on that, even if I, it might not be the weakest part? No, what I mean is, like, some some people look at situations bigger than what they really are. So, like, you say you just use gentle tongue. You say you really are gentle with your tongue, but you're just very hard on yourself. And you look at that and being like, oh, I'm not gentle with my tongue, or whatever. Whatever the situation may be. Like, something that you are looking at as a weak spot, but it's really not a weak spot. Do you, is that, is that an issue? Is that something that you ever worry about running into? I think we always have weak spots because we're never perfect. Yeah, I know we're not, we're never perfect, but do you ever worry that you're spending too much time in something that is not a big problem when you have another weak spot over here that might be causing you majoring in the minors? Majoring in the minors. So you're majoring in the minors. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, I wouldn't just. Yeah, okay, so I brought faith as a weak spot out of that specific thing, or my specific trial in the two to three months. I I believe that God showed me that, though, very apparently. Mm -hmm. However, I also know that I have other things that I have to work on at the same time. Yeah. Just right now, I'm I'm extra focused. It doesn't mean I'm neglecting my other things. It just, I'm extra focused on this part. But also, this is a very important part of... (laughs) what i believe in mm-hmm. you know it's, it's like the foundation of what i believe in mm-hmm. i think the challenge is 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 what god wants you to do that and that's revealed to you by the studying of his word um because a lot of times when i'm studying i get deep into the word and i was like oh man i blew that 
<laughs> you know, and and that's when you know better, you do better. Yeah. And I think of the story of in Luke 18 with the, the rich young ruler came to Jesus and he's like, how do I get into heaven? You know, eternal. How can I gain eternal life? Mm-hmm. He said, don't commit adultery, murder, steal or give false testimony and honor your father and mother. And he said, I did all those things, mm-hmm. you know. And then he said, give all your money to the poor and come follow me. Then that was a problem. Yeah. See, Jesus knew his weak spot. Yeah. See, he was he was exalting himself. I did all those things since I was little. Mm-hmm. But his focus and his main thing was in his wealth. And yeah. that was his weakness. That actually leads me to something else. And I don't know if this is going off track. I don't think it is, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, you know how in this in the scriptures it talks about test every spirit, mm-hmm. you know? But, whoa. <laughs> um, you know how in the scripture it says test every spirit. But it also says, you know, lean out on your own understanding and walk through faith. Do you guys believe there's a thin line between testing the spirit and walking on faith? What do you mean a thin line? Like, did you do you think like they're kind of opposite? Do you do you believe that they're opposite? Say that again. Okay, so you know how <laughs> you know how the scripture says, "Test every spirit." Yes. Okay, but uh, and okay, do you think there's a difference between testing every spirit and walking on faith? Do you think they're kind of opposite, or they kind of? No, because if you're testing every spirit. That means you're being faithful by doing so. Mm-hmm. You just said, he said, test every spirit. Mm-hmm. So if you're testing every spirit, you're being obedient. Mm-hmm. And by being obedient and you knowing who God is, that increases your faith, I would think. Yeah. What happens, though, if you test it, right? And then you come to the conclusion that that is not the correct spirit. I don't know. That That's not the right word. But like... What if you are like, oh, no, that's not the right thing to listen to. However, it was the right thing to listen to. That's the word will tell you that, because remember, you're testing, you're investigating. If something, you know, like in, in, in um, I think it's John chapter 13, where where the, the Satan gave the thought to Judas to betray Christ. Mm-hmm. And he didn't take that thought and take it to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He held it to himself. And then later in verse 27, it said, Satan entered him. Mm-hmm. So if you get these thoughts, you get these actions, you start thinking things, you start doing things, you need to test that to the word of God and see what it's saying to you about whatever you're doing, whatever you're thinking. Yeah. You know, and then God will reveal it. Because remember, we're quick to talk to God in prayer. Yeah. But we're not so quick to study his word so he can talk to us. That's very interesting because saying that, it sounds... Sounds easy saying that, but when you're really in a situation, you're really doing it. It's kind of mind blowing <clears throat> mm-hmm. because even when it's stuff like, okay, so I made this uh, what I consider a big move, and in my mind, it's like, yo, this there's no way like this idea or this thought is gonna be somewhere in the Bible. So, but it was. What happened was I was sitting at this church service down in Alliance, and um, the pastors up there speaking or whatever, and I heard. This is your home. I'm like, well, not my home. Alliance, Ohio, it's like an hour away. I'm not going to be coming up here. You mm-hmm. know, this is not my not my home, but this is your home. So 
I, after the service, I talked to the pastor, and then we was talking about different things, and I found out that this place could really help me do something I really wanted to do. So I went home, and I think this might have been the week later, but Ayla and I was watching Stephen Furtick on... Um, Television trip. Yeah, it was just on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about um, Isaiah and Jeremiah and talking about expanding. And so I got in and I read the scriptures and stuff like that. And it was the scriptures was exactly what my what was entering my head. And so I did a little bit more reading. I did praying and all this stuff. And I found out that this was the move. So until you actually take these ideas these thoughts whatever and you try to apply it and find it in the word um you're not you're not going to know if it's of god or not and the thing is is that there's things or that, if it's not of god yeah right? because yeah. satan influenced you but, but the thing is is that there's times i had thoughts and i couldn't find it in the word but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's still not of god it just may not be my time right then and there you know that's that's my conclusion from it though um, but so I feel like uh, people listening to this could, you know, oh, I have all these ideas, but it's never popping up. But it could be based off of your obedience, what you're doing, what you're not doing. I think also, like, let's say you wanted to start a gym or start whatever. You can't just go, oh, I'm going to go see where they started a gym in the Bible. That's not necessarily what you mean. No, but I, no, that's I what think, I mean. No, just <laughs> I, I think in your case, what you just described there, D, you said you couldn't find it. But you need to fellowship with other believers, you know, because God blesses you through other people sometimes. Yeah. And they may bring you a word. They may give you the scripture. They may guide you or lead you to somebody or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's why it, it's not always you can have your personal study, but sometimes you need to bounce that off. That's why in a men's Bible study that I have guys that I can bounce stuff off, mm -hmm. you know. And that's so important because we our emotions will trump the reality of the word sometimes because it's something we really want. We'll make it fit mm -hmm. in the Bible. We'll find a scripture that says, see, that's, it says it in the Bible. But that's yeah. how we have manipulated. I was reading, what was I reading today? Um, I was reading a couple places. But it might have been where, it might have been Jeremiah. <laughs> um, I, w I would have to. I'm not going to quote it because I don't know for sure if it was actually Jeremiah. I know it was in a couple places today. But, um, and it was talking about how we, how humans, even then, were manipulating the word of God. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that is what we do today and have, have come so far away from what is required of us as Christians. That happened in, in Mark 7 too. They was holding to traditions instead of the word of God, you know, the things you want. But how do you deal with temptation? Things you tempted, you know, how do you deal with that? Uh, well, we we've Shoot. experienced that um, being in a five year relationship and then coming to Christ like two years in like we experienced that process of weaning off of temptations and and staying away from temptations but the, the question was how do you deal with it it took practice no how do you <laughs> deal with it <laughs> i practice not doing i practice 
I read, I, you, whenever a temptation arises, I try to replace that thought with a godly one or the, the, the temptation that might be taking over, like my mind, I try to fill that space with something that's godly. I'm going to be honest. That I did. That don't work for me. Yeah, but. <laughs> no, well, not even that. But I did it until I did it. Like if I was tempted, I did it until I felt so hurt. I felt so bad. I felt like you feel that relationship with God like moving Slipping away. Yeah. And for me, that was almost I almost had to hit rock bottom with whatever I'm being tempted with mm-hmm. before. But that's me personally. So how I dealt with it at the time, like I dealt, I'm not even gonna lie to you, I did it. If I felt tempted to do it, and it was that press, I did it until I actually put myself in the position to be strong enough to trust God enough to get over that. I'm not gonna sit here and say like, oh, I just read my Bible. No, I did it, and I kept doing it until I felt like I hit rock bottom. But for me, when I got to rock bottom, it hurt so bad. I'm like, I never want to feel this ever again. Mm-hmm. And so now, even with like little things that may tempt me, I'm less likely to do it because I understand that it hurt. And I understand. It's almost like disappointing a parent. Mm-hmm. I'm not really scared of you, Dad, so if I can disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing, but yeah. it, it was like disappointing a parent. It's something that, you know, it was It was like if Dad, if, if I came to you and you was like, D, I'm so disappointed in you for that. Like, there's no other hurt really more than that. And so that was it for me is when I was tempted to do stuff, I did it. I did it until I hit rock bottom. And that's not an excuse for you to keep doing the things that you're doing, mm-hmm. but that was that that me. That's how I dealt with that. That was definitely how I dealt with it in the past, but that's not how I deal with it currently. Yeah. Well, now mm. it's now it's different because I, like I said, I understand that hurt, and that's like one of those things. Like if you touch a stove one time, you know what it feels like to be burnt, and you mm. don't want to be burnt again. So every time I get my hand close and it's getting hot, I'm more willing to pull it away. Whereas before, I'm like, oh, I can see how close I can get my hand to this thing. But now, because I understand that feeling. I, there's different steps that I may have that I may take now that I won't get to that point of falling into the temptation. See, with with, with me, it you know, in, in dealing with temptation is as I've grown and to a point where I ask God's help, as mm-hmm. like, help me in this, you know, that I can mm-hmm. do Your will, mm-hmm. you know, because God will not tempt you. He will test you, but he won't tempt you. And knowing where the temptation came from or coming from, and, and I've learned from my, my years of studying where's that coming from, and I don't want to please anyone except God. That's mm-hmm. who my audience of one is. Yeah. And so in doing that, I'm, I'm crying out to him because in studying the Psalms, you see David crying out, you know, because God is his present help. Mm-hmm. And so if he's David's present help and he's no respecter person, he's my present help. Right. So when I'm in the tough mentally and, and a lot of times when people are going through that, the mental issues, you know what I'm saying? So some things like that's happening and, it, and it's affecting them mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we need to 
just stop and focus on God and his word and fellowship. And and sometimes I know when 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 I was dealing with the death in the family, it's not what people say sometimes. It's just that fact that they're there. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of things. And it's not easy, you know, to deal with that when those temptations come. No, it's not. It's and like. And you think of, like, you think of the main sins, right? You, you talk about the main sins, but there's so much more than just, like, the Ten Commandments that you're, you know. There's so much more than that. There's so much more. I remember taking away those, like, main things, the temptations. I was like, yes, I got past this. But mm -hmm. then I started to notice all the little things about myself that were not godly and were not Christ-like. Like, like Things that have been a habit for years, like it, it could be as small as exaggerating something mm -hmm. or, you know, just like stuff like that, that you don't even notice about your character that you feel is ingrained in you that now you have to rework everything. And it has been not easy to try to do that. And it's not easy to try to notice those things about yourself that are negative, like things that need to be fixed well i mean you you'll go crazy trying to fix every little thing because you have so many examples of those of david had a hunger to win god's heart and you'll see you know in in first chronicles 21 when he numbered the israelites and and his servant told him god that's a sin and oh, david yeah. was like hey i'm the king you know and he numbered him and god had to jack him up you know, and that was a weakness. And then he had a thing with Bathsheba and he had all that, a lot of things. He was running scared from his son, Absalom, and, you know, all these things. So you'll never get over and accomplish all your weaknesses, mm -hmm. but you know that God is faithful. Mm -hmm. And that's what gives me strength, you know, and he can help me with those things. But if you keep doing the same thing over again mm -hmm. in a weakness, do you really want to strengthen that? Right. That is a whole nother podcast. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you you keep doing it and, and it's tough, and, you know, nobody wants to fail. But sometimes that desire for that thing or that thought. You forget about God because you want that so much. Mm -hmm. And then that's why he says in Romans chapter one, we gives you examples of that. That desire is so much for for that thing other than God. He said he gave them over to a reprobate mind. Well, yeah, I think that's where that relationship, like that's when it's important to have the relationship, not just religion. Have you ever been offended by, by somebody calling you religious? This is a this is the thought that I I've had. Um, you're talking to Daryl Salas Singer here. He doesn't really care about anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, because religion is man's rule. Right. Christianity I, is a lifestyle, and that's what right. she's saying. Like, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, but they don't people, understand. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's a teachable teachable moment. You know what I'm saying? I hate. I why does he do this? <laughs> you know, that was an excellent question, by the way. Thank that was an you. excellent. Dad, why you do that? Do what? Why are you trying to make sense out of everything? <laughs> because I'm dealing with that stuff. 
Well, you see that? Like, that's crazy. Ayla, that's an excellent question. Ayla. It was an excellent well, question. It was an excellent answer, though. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not going to... Stop. I'm so sick of people commenting, reaching out on the on Instagram. Oh, man, your dad, man. He's... So, no. <laughs> Ayla, excellent That Ayla. makes so much sense. Ayla, so. excellent question. You stomped him. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Relax. So you had too much Diet Coke or what? I gotta keep peeing. Like, oh, yes. I have to pee right now. Just wrap it up. It's 43 minutes into this. Jeez. I have so, just off of that response itself, I have more questions to ask, but I can't because we're gonna be here for three hours. Wait. But we'll save it for the next one. Hey. Write it down. Don't you say anything else. You ain't paying time for the room. <laughs> but it's giving people an understanding because somebody out there is dealing the same thing in the same way that each one of us is doing. Yeah. And they handle it ways that's other than the way prescribed by the boundaries of the word. And so by our conversation, somebody gonna say, I dealt with that. I went through that too. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna try handling it like that. I'm gonna try reading this. I'm gonna try that. Yeah. So there's a few takeaways I got from this episode. And just for you guys out there on the other side of the mic, takeaways is for both us and you. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, a couple things that I took away from this episode is that just because you pray and read the Bible doesn't mean that you're spiritually sound. Okay. A lot of us may, you know, hear God. We may read God's word, but we have to also apply it and, you know, and, you know, test it and walk on faith. Um, so that was my main takeaway from this episode is, um, oh, another one. I got another one. If you are in a position where you're communicating with people, I feel like it's a part of our role to sh- give God the glory in those situations mm-hmm. and spread it because you're, you know, you reaching millions, hundreds of thousands of people, depending on your platform. Um, you know, I feel like it's our duty to at least thank God and show God your appreciation. That last part is my two cents, but yeah. Well, I, I agree because sometimes where you get through something or you accomplish something, you're you're in the moment and you're excited that you achieved something that you or you've been delivered something, and it's just like the guys with, that was uh, walking with Jesus and and he healed them and then one came back and he said, "Wasn't it more with you?" Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we may forget to give him the praise, give him the honor in the midst of our joy. But we have to remember to do that. He could and not just let me go out. You but I'm that? saying that's the takeaway. But you see what I'm saying? He said he agreed. With yeah, you. I know. That's cool. But he just dropped the mic on what I just said. <laughs> but it wasn't your mic. It was my mic. <laughs> but that's a takeaway from what you said brought that to mind. He said, no negations is doing well. We all got our individual mics. <laughs> <laughs> Any takeaways for the potential listener? Um, yeah, I had a couple. Um, I think, like, I agree with being spiritually fed doesn't always mean it's just reading your Bible and praying. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also walking in obedience and yeah. trying to walk in obedience. And my biggest takeaway is to never, like, stop seeking God. Mm-hmm. that you're always going to be tested mm-hmm. you're always going to have a weakness mm-hmm. so there's never a point where you should just stop seeking him mm-hmm. you should always keep looking always keep seeking always keep reading and studying and praying and trying to have a communication with him boom that was better than yours dad 
Roman okay. calls for Hila. Whoop, whoop. But, like always, we appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of the No Negations podcast. I think we're like 40 in. Do you know we're ranked in a couple countries? Oh, yeah. yeah. I wanted to say something. Thanks oh. for listening. And I didn't even know that you were listening in Malaysia and Japan. And that's awesome. Yeah. It's somewhere else, too. I can't remember, though. We're moving up the ranks because of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We want to go to Malaysia, so our sponsors, y'all going to have to make that, make that happen for us. <laughs> no, but that is so awesome, just like to know that we're reaching other communities. And we didn't and even you, know. Yeah, we didn't even know, and I'm like so grateful for that. Like, thank you, God. You talked about giving praise to God. Yeah. Praise to God. I, I was in the middle of my conclusion, and you guys just... I'm so sick of this place. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it here. I gotta get out. Wait, we, we had a praise moment, man. What are you talking about? Let the spirit move. <laughs> but yeah, we appreciate all lessons uh, from Japan, Malaysia, all over the U.S., Georgia, California. Yeah, yeah, we really appreciate the love and the support. Uh, make sure you guys check out our website www.nonegations.com. You can get in contact, find out more about our podcast, things that we're doing. Um, COVID is starting to come down a little bit, I guess. So we have some things that we're kind of planning. Not really. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't win it, though. I'm sorry. I can't have a moment. People are going to be like, no, the numbers are rising. Bust burst this bubble again. But the vaccine is out, so I think that's what you meant. Yeah, well, we have some things planned that's coming that yes. should be good, all right? <clears throat> um, so, you know, check out our website to stay updated. <clears throat> Follow us on all social media platforms. And don't forget to check us out in Blended, located in Belden Village Mall. We just dropped our Strength and Faith hoodies. They're navy blue. They're in there. Go get it or I'll beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> you can see like somebody needs more prayer. <laughs> <laughs> but I got a shout out. I got a shout out. Okay. I want to shout out the Veteran Business Outreach Center in Georgia. I spoke um, to a number of uh, veterans that's transitioning, their spouses that's in the country and out of country, reservists and, and veterans of all eras. I want to thank you for having me out. I'm scheduled to be back again to speak to them. Uh, shout out to Vector. Unbelievable. <laughs> Why you hate Why me? he... We, got uh, a, we were done. You got a six pack of haterade. <laughs> Him saying that and it just threw all that stuff out the window. <laughs> well, until next time. Peace. <laughs>